You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week can you spend out there? As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I just wanted to reach out to you and tell you thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me during uh, this time when my mother recently passed. It means a lot to me. I wasn't going to say anything about it on the air, but um, I'm always talking about family, and I'm always talking about this 
hound hunting community being closer together in a family. And I really appreciate the hundreds of you that reached out to me either through social media, messengers, text messages, emails, it meant a lot. My mom was a great woman and she, uh, she dedicated her whole life to being a wife and a mother, a Christian woman, taking us to church, vacation, Bible school, volunteering and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that was her whole life was being a, a mom to us. And uh, it doesn't go unnoticed by me, I can tell you that. I'm going to miss her a lot. She raised six kids. Five of them turned out pretty good. Only one of them became a houndsman and started pursuing coon dogs. And I've got a ton of stories about... <laughs> she actually supported me, pretty much. For the, She supported everything I did. Uh, but but she supported me hound hunting she often said that she didn't have to worry about where i was on a friday or saturday night she knew that i was going to be out coon hunting with my hounds and with my buddies i probably wasn't always uh, <laughs> pure as a driven snow while i was out doing that stuff but we'll share some stories someday about my mom and and uh catching me sneaking out of the house one night and uh to go coon hunting and just a lot of different stuff so it was a great great honor to have all of you reaching out to me i sat back on this podcast and uh it's a real tribute to our team when we have a event like this happen and i can send out a message and they can pick up the ball and run with it they don't need me it's awesome i'm not sure exactly what they talk about i kind of got some highlights I haven't listened to the whole podcast, but I did want to put a message up front here telling all of you that um, I really appreciate every one of you. So let's get the tailgate down. It's time to dump the box. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> I got two, well, hello. two warnings. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to a, a Houndsman XP Point Blank. Uh, it's the team all gathered up. It's me, Seth. I got Chad in the house. And apparently he's quiet. I got Bryce in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I got Game hey, Catcher 2.0. That's right. Let me, tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about Bryce. The only thing you're going to hear out of him is babbling. Just like <laughs> right. dogs. No, no. Just babble, 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 babble. babble. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Honest strike dog right here. Honest strike dog. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just run away. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are, uh, we're covering for Chris. He was unable to make it for this week's show. Uh, he's got some personal business going on that needs to attend to. So we're here to get his back. Hounds and XP. We're, we're a loyal pack. So we're here and we got a lot to cover. I kind of want to just jump right into it. You guys. Did you see that post I put on the Houndsman XP pay group about that meth head training attack deer to attack hunters? <laughs> yeah. Really? I think I saw about 20 people can, share that. I can talk to you about what meth does, and Chad can talk to you about how you train what meth does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I'm from rural New Mexico. I've seen my fair share, and I'm pretty sure you could you can just well, for instance. A good friend of mine, well, a guy I knew, he wasn't a good friend of mine, but his dad was a crazy tweaker and he was obsessed with home and garden television. 
And we'd be hanging out playing video games at this guy's trailer, and his dad would come in, and he would just be like, "Man, I saw this. I saw this thing on Home Wreckers. I'm gonna totally go in there and and knock down this wall and install like a like a see through bathroom window floor so you can like see the ground while you're in the bathroom." He took a sawzall and just like cut a hole through the floor. <laughs> And then what happened was coons like came up through the floor into this guy's house and his dogs would duke it out. So anyway, they're crazy, man. So I feel like those deer, you could get them focused to do anything, but that's not my realm. That's Chad's realm. You know what I'm oh. saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on now. I haven't actually trained any animals with meth. <laughs> Are you ready to take it to the next level, Chad? <laughs> of course. Uh, that sounds like a plan. Yes. Uh, well, I, uh, I, well, first off, I've been curious. I haven't, you know, I've, I've, I've trained for narc detection before, but Heath, have you actually had, uh, have you ever witnessed a dog getting a hold of meth before? Like, uh, you know, like no, an aggressive alert or something? No. And, and we carry stuff with us to basically like Narcan. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we are very particular about making sure when we go into an area that it's clear. So the dogs can't get into it, but there's always that chance we get it. We get into more rat poison than anything, to be honest. Is that right? Uh, oh yeah. When you go in warehouses and stuff, I mean, your handlers have to go in and do a walkthrough. And even when they do, sometimes they miss that stuff because it was stuck under a pallet or somewhere that was just out of sight and they didn't see it. And the dog, in fact, we had a, um, a little, uh, not a Roddy, but um, pit bull named Layla. And we were in cleaning, uh, cleaning out, clearing out a warehouse, and um, she got underneath a desk and come out with that green stuff all over her mouth. And of course, we run her out. I start pumping peroxide in her, and I mean, I'm dumping it, like dumping it, dumping it, dumping it. She's gagging. She's, you know, throwing up chunks of it. Uh, we get her to the vet. The vet was like, "Yeah, you handled it perfectly. I think they give her some B12 or something." And boom, it was over. It was done. But we were on top of it. So math, so, no, so, that poison, yes. <laughs> so peroxide. Yeah. Peroxide's the ticket? Yeah. Yeah, That'll, it makes them throw up. It's like Epicac. What yeah. I found that works best, mm-hmm. too, for it is a, a turkey baster. You know, so you can oh, get it down idea. their throat and, and you know, squeeze the little, the little that's a good idea. hundred thing at the end. I've always mixed it with um, uh, beef broth, and then they'll just wolf it down. But the turkey baster is a little easier and faster. I've had dogs get into fly fly bait, like fly poison, uh-huh. and that stuff's very toxic to dogs. And so uh, I had to, I had to uh, f- give shut up, Strider. I had to give uh, peroxide to one of my dogs, and she threw up two of the plastic baggies full of the fly poison. Yeah, I didn't realize she ate that much, so I was glad. So turkey baster. Wait, wait, right well, we got to get back on the mat. We got to get back on the mat. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Chad, I've got to hear this because yeah, I was thinking about this coming home because I knew we were going to talk about this. All right. Like, all right. So I know what that does to people. There's no training that. The only thing that they're doing is teaching that animal that. It has no sense, and it's probably going to attack everything. The house, the cars, the people, whatever's well, outside, whatever's in its way. Uh, you, we, we, I've thought about this, too, and I've actually come up with a recipe to, to train this now that <laughs> I'd never thought about it before, but it, it came up like, hey, wh- how would you do it? I was like, all right. So I've been kind of scratching my head and th- daydreaming about it while working today. And there is a, there, I, I'm confident 
there's a way to do this. Do we really want to break D- it daydreaming down? about do, meth? Do we want to educate <laughs> the, the, the meth heads across the globe on teaching deer to attack people like um, yeah i want to hear this yeah i want to hear this i got first on houndsman xp (laughs) only here this is all hypothetical all right and i would never disclaimer time i would never suggest doing this one drugs are bad in k and and two never give drugs to any animals wild or domestic that's horrible but if somebody had a metaphorical gun to my head and said, train this deer to attack people using meth as a, as a lure or a fulcrum, I would, one, get said deer addicted to meth, you know. While doing that, you could teach it that it gets some kind of reinforcement, food or otherwise, <clears throat> off of pawing. Teach it to stomp a place board. Step a place board, step a place board, it gets reinforcement. Water, food, whatever. You know, and then after you got that going, then I would start weaning in the meth, you know, so it gets a little piece of food, maybe some some sour apples or something like that with a little bit of meth sprinkled on top, you know, and just so stop. I was going to ask board. if you're using the turkey baster or not. No, no, no turkey baster. We're just using a place board here. It could just be like a leather square, you know, one foot by one foot. Make it a bright color, like red or something. <clears throat> just easily recognizable. Um, and then you could take that place board off the ground and hang it on the wall and get it to paw at it for reinforcement, you know, and, uh, only do like 10, 10 reinforcements a day. Then after that transfer that place board to the, uh, um, um, to the chest, you know, of a mannequin or, or a person in a bite suit, you know, <clears throat> and then uh, just pour it on. And at that point, once he's thoroughly addicted to meth, then withhold the meth, supply and demand, you know, control the diamonds and slowly trickle in the diamonds and then start to resist, hold the leg back. And then once he struggles to overcome and whack you with his foot, then give him a jackpot of meth and candy apples. And then eventually he's going to see that little place board and he's going to attack it. He's going to go crazy, just like the deer do the little crackhead videos <laughs> you see of the deer doing it to the guys that put the dough urine on themselves, you know? <clears throat> he won't have hooves. He'll be pawing so much. <laughs> How long do you expect this process to take? It all it would all depend on how long it took a deer to get addicted to meth. I I believe well, that's the next thing is how long can a deer live if it does meth? Like the lifespan to that deer may not last long enough to no. train it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. It, it, but that that's the way though. You'd have to you get a six pack of deer, you know, because you might lose some. <laughs> You might lose some in, in the works. Um, now, fine. Oh, well, that's too much. However, you measure meth. But like, I, I don't know. What do you meth what, rocks? One or shard too you? many. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, break it down. Find out what what gets his rocks off, and then there you go. So, Dude, we'd demand, call it increase we'd demand. Call that training method. We'd, we'd we'd call that training method breaking buck. There you, you know go. What I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. <dude>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is it, Eisenhorn or Heis- uh, what What's the guy's oh, name? Oh yeah, what was it? Dang it, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Dude, that'd be Heisenbuck. Yeah, dude, Heisenbuck. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The problem so, is, this happened was- in Arkansas. Is that right? Yeah. Well, supposedly <laughs> there there was some. I thought it was like page. fake. Yeah. I thought yeah, somebody like said they they said like it. Somebody April made it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy on there. Who was like, hey, I fact checked it. It's false. We were like. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> 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 Meth, yeah, you're uh, a real, okay? 
<laughs> yeah, there was like then, 30 people on my news feed that shared it. I mean, that's all I looked at all day, every time I got on social media. <laughs> Dude, I got sent that a bunch. And I'll tell you right now, there was a lot of comments. There's a lot of great engagement on the page or the group from that. My favorite comment was from a guy named Jeff Kaufman. And his comment was, who has spare meth to give to Deer exactly. anyway? <laughs> I like, exactly. I was like, yeah, some, some fiend is like, I'm feeling generous today. I'm going to give all my tweak to Deer. <laughs> no, they're like, give me, give me, give me. Like, so, <laughs> they are was, not giving it out. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Chad. That was, um, my cheeks hurt. That was amazing. And next up at Reynolds Ranch. <clears throat> Uh, we'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> yep. So, oh my gosh. Hey, Heath, did you get a turkey? No, man. I, I'm telling you, I think Chris, with that horrible, horrible, screeching, unrecognizable <laughs> alcohol that he thinks that he is doing, it scared him off across the country. <laughs> country. I have not heard in two of my favorite places. I have not heard but one turkey gobble one time, and it was so far away that I couldn't pinpoint it. I went into that area, I hunted it three more days, nada. So I have decided that I'd start fishing. Uh. And I have been putting a smackdown on some muskies. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question going back to the turkey thing. Yeah. Do you think that running hounds in the same woods disturbs the turkeys like people claim that it disturbs the deer? Because I got no. kicked out of the woods because it's turkey season and I was just appalled. I didn't. <laughs> I, I was like, like, I've never heard of this. And the old man's like, buddy, it's turkey season. I don't need your dogs messing up my turkeys. Right. It, and uh, again, I, I, we, we know as houndsmen, I mean, we. I mean, I can't tell you the times that I went in and shot a tree when I coon hunted, and turkeys would be roosted fifty yards away. But, they walk up on one and they scare the daylights out of you when they take off. Yeah, um, but we've got some hunt clubs down east that they don't want us in there right now because of the turkey season. Now, as soon as it's over, have at it, have at it. So it is what it is. Um, so it's across the board. It's not just here in Indiana. Like, yeah. They ain't hurting me because Chris scared them all away with that horrible noise he was making. <laughs> that's like the that's like the screech that was heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when he made that sound on the re when we recorded that podcast, he went to do his barred owl call and it glitched out and I didn't hear it at all. So I was like, <laughs> Heath wins. Heath wins. <laughs> it's because it was so bad the, the computer wouldn't even record it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I um I've been seeing lots of people posting their spring turkey action here, but I've never turkey hunted. I need to do it. A, a buddy of mine at work just asked me if I'd win. I was like, nah. But I did think of you. And I was yes. gonna try the, I haven't the dog either. whistle. You I haven't either, buddy. My uh my wife is uh get, gonna give her hand at, at turkeys this season. And I've always I my parents are big into turkeys, so they kind of you know, we're all about it with me growing up, you know, the down there in Florida, the Osceola's and everything. So I got, to, I got to mess around with those a little bit, but then I just got so much into the dogs. I just, when I went from hounds to terriers and back again, but out running bear, every time I see one, I drop a pin, you know, I on Onyx, you know, and that's just the way I've been doing things. Like just whenever I see one, I drop it. Now, 
we'll see if that actually helps, you know, because I, I, she's on my Onyx account. I'm just everywhere you see the little green turkey symbol. I've seen them before on the date that was there, you know, and it's funny. It's funny you say that, Chad, because during December, when we're out, we do a lot of walking. We're in, you know, we cover a lot of ground and I will, I'm like you, when I see a group of turkeys or some turkeys, in fact, I think we seen four big gobblers in one area that we hunt in late December, same thing, drop a pin on Onyx and I know, which I know the area anyway, but I'll go back in the spring, do a little scouting before, and usually it's money for me. And it has not been that way this hmm. year. The turkeys have been really quiet, but I've got some friends, man, they tagged out the first week. I mean, just, I'm like, I ain't even hearing a turkey. <laughs> so, but on X, I mean, we, I use it for everything. I mean, everything. Oh yeah. I use it daily. That is such an awesome yeah. Awesome program, man. I, one time I got confronted, I was out hunting with my dogs and a, and a, and a, I guess rancher came up to me. He was like, you're on private property. And all I could think of was their, their slogan. Cause I was like, Nope, I know exactly where I'm at right now. And I was like, really? Cause I like brought up my phone. And I was like, cause the yellow's BLM and we're right in the middle of it. And he was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm paraphrasing heavily here, but yeah, it was. <laughs> It saved my skin one time for sure. And it's helped me access places that I never thought would be possible. And I think that's the best application for that app. I, I love Onyx, man. I use it for work and I use it for play. So it's a awesome, awesome yeah. program. My I, favorite I is, the, I'm sorry, go ahead, Heath. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I probably use it more at work. Um, we use a lot, of it in our, a lot of it in our tracking training. Same thing. We've got into places that you want to know who the owner is so you can go make contact with them, oh, yeah. um, pull it up on Onyx, boom, I do that. Uh, in fact, I had a person locked in a house uh, about a month ago, and we didn't we didn't know if she was injured, passed out, or deceit. We didn't know. I didn't want to kick the door down because I wasn't 100% sure, so I pulled up Onyx, found the owner, called them. They said, no, no. I lease it to a leasing company. Here's the number. Call them. I mean, 10 minutes later, I had a maintenance guy there with a key to the door. All wow. because I looked it up on Onyx. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Damn. One of my favorite parts is is the, the date time groups that you can just do really quick. I mean, I've done it while driving. You know, well, hold on now. Can't. I, I've not touched my phone while driving. That is wrong. <laughs> As a passenger, I have passed the turkey going quickly, and uh, uh, or, or or jackrabbits mainly is when I do it. But the, <clears> now the time I'm of listening year, because the snow gets thick, you know, out by me, and it'll get so thick that the jackrabbits kind of stay away from it, and it, it consolidates them in a certain area. So I'll drop a pin, and it'll say the time of day and the and the time of year, you know, and and I'll just make a quick note about snowfall. And I got everything I need to know. Like it's because Heath, back to what you're saying about the turkeys. I sent my, you know, my wife has all the things, and I was like, hey, these these three here are the really good ones where I see the most of them. And she can't get out there right now. So I wonder if the weather is the weather messing you up. Is it uncommon weather by you? Because we still have like five feet of snow where I've been. Last year I had been out there for like almost two months, and I, <laughs> our horse got bottomed out. <laughs> we got stuck. <laughs> we had to, we had to drag him out with the, with the side by side. You no. Know? <laughs> oh yeah, it was bad. Which was it, Big Red, Chad? Yeah. Yeah, the tall one, you Big know. Big red, no. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what the old timers say when it gets up to the belly of a horse, it's pretty deep. Yeah, it wasn't. It had crusted up so much. He felt, you know, like he got on it and got in a little bit and then fell through. And it was like, imagine if you had like a like a like a little like a Yag Terrier or something like that and put it its legs through like a hammock, you know, and it was just its feet would move, you know, but its body would stay. That horse was freaking out, but it was like suspended (laughs) by its gut. It was high centered, you know, literally Mm. he couldn't he couldn't do anywhere. My my wife had a had a picture of it because he bottomed out and her knees went up. You know, it was like she squatted oh, down, yeah, so her yeah. feet went up. His belly, the snow was halfway up his belly, you know? So, <laughs> But yeah, hey. talking about the weather, Chad, it, um, last week, the end of last, yeah, no, yeah, last week it was up in the 80s. The highs this week have been the low, the, the high 50s, nighttime. When I got up Monday and Tuesday and went fishing, it was, we had frost on, it was 30 degrees both mornings. So mm. I think that cold snap is changing changing them a little bit and everybody that i've talked to most of the guys that i that i'm around they're killing them late in the day they're i mean it's nine ten after 10 o'clock most of them oh wow okay so, mm-hmm. hmm. so he have you do you ever use the on x whenever you're fishing like do you ever mark any spots on the river there oh, while you're fishing every time i raise a muskie so let me explain that to the listeners so muskies are I mean, they're the apex predator of our rivers, okay? Like, they're the... the fish of a thousand casts, right? 10,000. 10,000? 10, oh, I, I sure <laughs> cut that one. Two Monday, missed another one, caught one Tuesday. My buddy caught one Tuesday, and then I raised two more. So what happens is they'll follow your bait into the boat. They'll come right up. They'll come right up and follow it in, and you start doing your figure eight, and if they're active, you can get them in the eight. If not, then a lot of times they'll just... They'll just kind of sink back underneath your boat and hide out there for a little bit. So that's called raising a fish. But yes, every time I raise a fish, I mark it on there so I can go back and fish that area again. So I've got I've got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff on my own X. I don't I wonder how much memory this thing's got because it's that full. <laughs> yeah. My uh, New Mexico just looks like a an endless supply of waypoints. Can y'all see the blue dots? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's all the muskies. Oh, yeah. dang. I'm there too. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. all showing yeah. our phones I, I here with our waypoints. There, Chad. <laughs> Gosh, Chad. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that yeah. ain't nothing. And then we go out into the other States and everything. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got tons of, now what's funny is you'll see, I'll have buddies that'll post this little screenshot. And I'll see the little icon, and I know it's where my stuff. And I was like, "You rascal! You dropped it on my spot. I saw it. You know, like, you know." And so, yeah, I wish there was. A, that's the only thing I want there to be a silent mode. You know, I like, hey, bud, every, before you get out of the truck, let me see your phone. I want Onyx on silent mm-hmm. mode. <laughs> you know, but, but, but oh, there hey, we go. There's thanks, Seth. You're in it too. That's all of Southern New Mexico. That's about fifty like trillion zillion acres, man. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, nice. I, I live on Onyx, man. It's, it's it's been absolutely critical. Here's some of my favorite deer spots. See if it'll like fix that. Yeah. You know what I I think would be cool is if there. there was a way to sync your Garmin handheld with the like the Onyx app. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. Monday. I just I'm always marking like den trees on my Garmin because I don't I don't bring my phone out very often so i can tell when a dog's hitting up like oh, oh they're yeah. in a den tree mm-hmm. you know that's just a coon hotel 
But if you could drop the pin on your Garmin and then it imported it to your phone, that would be cool. That'd be sweet. I do like a like a like a hybridized version of that. You can you can uh, get the GPS coordinates off of your Garmin. You know, like when the dogs are running, you know, just click on them and then uh, look at the GPS coordinates and then go to your Onyx under the search window and then type them in and it'll drop a pin there and you just hit save. And I've done that on my Onyx before with Garvin GPS points where it'll drop a pin, drop a pin, drop a pin. So I can kind of see how they go down through the uh, canyon bottom or something, you know, but it's not quick, you know, like what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. is pretty cool. Yeah, because because pro tip, we'll see how many competition guys are going to listen to this podcast. If you mark your den trees on your Garmin and you get the pleasure of being the guide, you can see where your dog's at. And that'll help you tell them if you need to tree them or not in a last minute situation. Mm-hmm. Neat. Neat. You're, you already know what's there. You've already put it in there. The first coon tree I ever went to was a den tree. And I didn't know that was even a thing. So the dogs were going insane. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see two looking down. Here we go. And I'm like crawling through the, the bosque of the forest. And I we get up to this huge cottonwood. And I like have my light straight up in the air. And I'm just looking, looking, looking. And there's just a huge hole in the cottonwood. And I was like, oh, man. Well, wait a <laughs> what kind of dog were you hunting? I was hunting walkers and blue ticks. I, they weren't mine. They were two different guys. And one guy had a, a set of walkers. And the other guy had a set of um, like blue tick walker Crosses. crosses yeah i don't yeah i, I don't know <laughs> that sounds like some bad news kennel stuff heath <laughs> yeah that's exactly what that is bad news bad news skills <laughs> oh precious i uh i wanted to uh make this mention earlier but um you heard it here on houndsman xp chad reynolds straight as an arrow doesn't text and drive but trains methed out attack deer <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> yes yes so hey houndsman xp i'm gonna break out some good news for everyone you guys houndsman xp is partnering with onyx so that was all when when i heard this i was very excited because i've been a faithful onyx user for many many years and houndsman xp we're about you know preserve protect promote and when we're bringing houndsmen to the attention of these mega influential hunting organizations like onyx that's awesome so i'm really proud of that partnership and it's something that um there's a lot of good news coming down the pipeline you guys there's gonna be some affiliate codes and stuff i'm gonna let chris break that down more but we we are partnering with onyx you guys so uh if you're not using onyx stay tuned for that affiliate code and you can get your subscription for less and i'm if you're not using onyx where are you who are you what the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is powered by Cajun Lights. All of your lighting needs for hunting can be taken care of at Cajun Lights. They have three models of cap lights. I'm going to run through them real quick. You've got the Rogaroo, which is their high-end light. If you're a competition hunter and you got to find that coon up in a tree and it's all riding on finding that coon, you'll want the Rogaroo on your head. Next is the Bayou. That's a pretty standard light, but it's got packed with features. It's got multiple colors. It's got walking lights. It's got the red, the green, the amber. It's all built in right into that light. And then you have one of my personal favorites, the Micro Gator. The Micro Gator is an ultra lightweight 
cap light. It's got all the features of a white light, red, green, and amber. I've used this light for everything from finding bear tracks early in the morning to coon hunting at night to working on plumbing in the house, changing tires on the side of the road. My truck doesn't leave the driveway without a Cajun light in it. And that light is the Micro Gator. Every Cajun light is durable, made from the highest quality components, and it is backed by Cajun's top-rated customer service. Check out Cajun Lights. You can go to our website at houndsmanxp.com. Go to our sponsors page. Hit that link. It'll take you right to Cajun Lights. Check them out. They got a lot of stuff to offer over at Cajun Lights. I did want to ask you, uh, Bryce, you live in the East and you're not a turkey hunter. I do find that kind of strange, bud. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I've, I, I lied and I said I'd never been. I've been one time. Uh, I just went with a couple buddies to see what it was about. Uh, we didn't have any success. Didn't call anything in. It was probably the bad Al Hooten. If, if that's what we're going to blame stuff on, I'm going to go with the two. two years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm to the point where if it doesn't involve a dog, I'm just not very into it. So yeah, I don't yeah. see many people running turkey dogs. Uh, so it's just not something that I focus a lot of time and energy on. Because it's Up hard to hunt all, all night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it, there you go, Chad. That's something else for you to train. A turkey dog. It'd be, it, yeah. it wouldn't be too hard. There's actually talk about uh, certain setters being part of it. You know, they'd, they'd run certain types of dogs out, flush them, you know, mm -hmm. and then they'd go up and then they'd recall the dogs back. And in order to keep the, the turkeys from seeing the dogs, they'd load up, up, up into it. This is old school. Load them up into a burlap sack with them. You know, and just sit there yeah. under the tree and try and call them back in. But there was types of dogs that were used for that back in the day. And uh, I, just as a joke, though, I've soared up and down that if my wife shoots one, leave it where it is. I'm going to go get haggis and we're going to retrieve that sucker. Even if it's 25 oh. feet, I don't care. <laughs> we got to get a dog involved somehow. That would be cool. Yeah. It's just hard for me to hunt all night and then get up at the crack of dawn yep. and go chase a turkey. It just... Like he said in one of his podcasts, you know, he used to be big into the deer hunting and he's hard to comp hunt all night and then go deer hunt in the morning. Yeah. You just got yeah. to pick one. And for me, it's that's the why, Bryce, that's why we day hunt now. That's true. You young that's bucks can do the nighttime stuff. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I can't either. And you're right. You can't hunt all night and do the early morning stuff. I mean, you just, you can, but physically it's going to catch you. And, yeah, yeah absolutely you yeah, you yeah. can only drink so many monster energies and coffees to get you going before you just crash with the aid of a meth deer you might be able to hey wait 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 there's a there's a correlation here yeah. bryce drinking five monsters reaches for his heart the same way that a meth head is after he takes a hit of, <laughs> of meth so just, monster and meth that's the podcast seth monster and meth Monster and meth. I feel like um, don't wear a red square on your chest when you're around Bryce after a night of coon that's, hunt. He's gonna boom, boom, paw you. That's down. what I was gonna say. Bryce, touch the pad, touch, touch the pad, and you get another Red Bull. Touch the pad, and you get another Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh, that is great. You know, Chad, that's so funny you said that. Um, I use a video from uh. What's his name? Oh Lord, I got I just literally watched it today. Um what was he in? Oh crap. 
it, it's a it's a TV it's a sitcom. Um, Penny, Penny, and uh, what is his name? Not Sheldon. Yeah, Sheldon. And the he Big start, the Big Bang Theory. Yes, and they have that where they do opera conditioning. You want a you want a chocolate? Ever chocolate? <laughs> Good. We'll do it with with, with <laughs> yes, that's right. We'll do it with Bryce with a with a Red Bull. <laughs> and a spray bottle no no yeah <laughs> i've been thinking about this a lot and uh chad i'm just gonna say it i was wondering when is the time to say it, but i went hunting with chad's terriers and i cannot stop thinking about it chad man i don't know dude i may get a set of yags bro that do was it. fun do it do it i am not <laughs> the voice of reason here do it do it I have Tell me I have so Bryce. much land to do it on. So much, dude. And uh, there you go. It would be fun, man. It would be fun. I I first have to I first have to convince my wife that it would be cool to own two little demons because we've gotten so used to owning this right here. This is what my dogs do 99% of their life. That's all they do. They just sleep. This is like peak time to be outside exercising. And he's like right under this air conditioner unit. And he's this, this thing sleeps like 22 hours a day. And so it's crazy to go from six of those to two like tornadoes that are just insanity 24 seven. And, uh, but I really want to get into, it was, it's fun. And what I love is that you can kind of hunt with those little guys anywhere, you know, and the, I have so much, the Rio Grande is only like 15 minutes away from me and there's just miles and miles of canals on public land that you can just hunt down in those cattails like me and Lauren did. Mm -hmm. But it's really fun with the terriers, man. They just go through the brush. It's like little tornadoes. And then you just hear like a booger bark and then just chaos erupt when they hit, you know, it's really fun. <laughs> okay, what I think has been cool recently is I've been following a couple of guys on uh, social media who are using them for nuisance control. They've got a coon or something in an attic and they just send their yogs in and, come back out like they they stand on a ladder and get paid i was like that's amazing <clears throat> yeah i got a few buddies that do that myself uh like uh, tyler slayton does it and yeah Andrew yeah I was thinking him. Nick does it uh um uh yeah, some tyler's of those dogs i've had my of. hand on a few times too yeah tyler's <laughs> one i was thinking of I, I love watching his social media posts like just everything he does i feel like he's uh like the heineken man the world's most interesting man <laughs> he just, he's always with everything. He's probably listening. You can't blow his head up too tall. Your dogs are horrible, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Your dogs are horrible. <laughs> they're buck teeth. They got, they got, they, <laughs> their eyes. They couldn't, they couldn't bay a T-Rex if they tried. No, oh, y'all, speaking of which, y'all saw that? What do y'all think of that, huh? Yes, that was fantastic. One of them that was, was funny. What was that, he? <laughs> I said, it was funny. My dogs would have probably tucked tail and run something like it come out after. I don't. If they're familiar with the bay pen, it's kind of easy. They're wanting to just chew up whatever's coming out of that door anyway. And, you know, like something weird they, comes out. I think you can they, come out of there with a ski mask and they'd bay you for a little while until they decided they wanted the pig instead. They were like, that thing's way uglier than a pig. I don't want to get near it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a question here and I'm going to go down a rabbit hole just for just for a second. Cause I've thought about this. So is there a breed standard for a size, like on the Yog Terrier? Like, Oh yeah. Get them that's too that's big. a load of question right there. Oh yeah. There sure is. There sure is. Um, they're not fully recognized by AKC last I checked, but they're FCI. So there's a standard there, you know, 
Um, there's a, there's a American club, you know, that has, you know, their, their, their standards and they follow FCI. Um, but you know, to be breed where it should be here, but you can compete if your dogs are a little bit bigger. My, I have, I have, I've had in standard size and out of standard size, but, um, mostly it's like, oh gosh, you're going to put me on the, on the blocks here, but I know this may be off by a pound or two, but pretty much I think the females can be as low as like 13 pounds and the males can be up to like 25, 26, you know? So it's a pretty broad stroke there to begin with. Yeah, because the reason I asked, there's several guys up here that running coyotes is a big thing in the winter. It's so flat and so open. Like they just use their running dogs to go run coyotes. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times they'll get them bait up and those dogs don't want anything to do with them. And you can't really go in there and dispatch the coyote in some of the places. So I was like, man, it would be cool to send like two yogs in there as catch dogs. But I don't know like how well they would fare against a coyote. I don't know. I've never been around them. It depends on the size, man. Honestly, dogs, they're, uh, the Yag Terriers, their kryptonite is a larger dog. It's hard to be a tough guy when all four of your legs are off the ground getting shook, you know? So if it's a standard size Yag, one-on-one, most coyotes, are, if they're hungry, they're just going to they're gonna whoop it. You know, like I've seen some of the toughest Yags in the world get get chewed to absolute pieces and some briars and everything like that now if the coyote just wants to run he can run you can you know we've seen those rough bears that you know could be very lethal you know and then we've seen the videos of like a house cat tree in one sometimes and it's kind of the same thing you know the coyote right. wants them a coyote's gonna whoop a yak unless you get some of the ones that are bigger out of standard um and then i have one with like a guy named sean o'neill right now and and his does is exactly that it it yeah, it, it's a uh, flips the switch. So he'll run them and bay them and everything like that. And then if he goes to, um, um, when the terrier gets there, it sometimes will pounce on it, you know, and jump right on. It. And then everything else jumps on it too. Kind of like hog dogs, you know. You just need one to flip the switch, right. and everybody else piles on, you know. So they can, yeah. you know. And even if there's a bunch of dogs there, the little guy would probably do all right as long as he doesn't stick his head in the wrong spot, you know. But yeah, um, that's just what I was curious about. I thought, you know, the size would be the the determining factor there. So I didn't know what the standard was, you know, if you could get a larger dog for a specific purpose. Yeah, that's you can't. what stag hounds were made for, Bryce. <laughs> hey, you know, I heard a couple guys tried to use the stag hounds up here, uh, and they the issue with them was they ran into the fences all the time. Like the fences were their Achilles heel. I don't know. Mm. I wasn't around, but that's just, you know, talking to them out out there running them this last winter. They said that the stag houses didn't work up here due to too many fences. Yeah. Barbed wire or a field fence? fence? Uh, a mixture of both. A lot of our field fence has barbed wire on the top of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It all depends on, on who's hunting them and how, in my opinion, my humble opinion, it all depends on mm. who's hunting them and how much work they put into them. Cause Mine will fence like crazy. Possum will stand flat-footed and jump a five-foot field fence, you know? Um, yeah. Now, you might not want your dogs to do that, and I, I get that if they were trained not to, to thread bob wire rather than, you know, you don't want them jumping over. I tried to right. teach Possum not to jump over. I'd rather him thread through bob wire, but he just – he prefers to jump it, you know? So if if they mess with it a bunch, they could do it, but, you know, I get, it's all your flavor. You know, there's a million ways. Uh, I'm going to pat you on the can- back, Chad. Go ahead, Bryce. No, I was just going to say, I wonder if we could find any videos of that on Go Wild. I wonder if anybody's posted anything like that. 
pull it up and maybe ask a recommendation. Need to need to get my my stag people online. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna pat chat on the back. I went hunting with his dog Possum, and it's rare to see a sight hound with that much brain. I will say that mine they'd probably be dead if I ran them in Chad's country. But th- I saw more hares in 45 minutes of just kind of walking through some of these areas. And I was like, wow. And and this dog would pick the hairs that were the smart ones to chase. Mine would just be like, chase that one dead. <laughs> yeah. Chase, 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 dead. So I was really impressed. And Chad was just being all like, oh no, he's being a, a pot licker today. And I was like, dude, he's like picking his shots and being smart about it. That was way more impressive than the running ability any day long. I was like, dude, this dog has seen hundreds of hairs in his life. And he's like, okay, this one, nah, this one. Yes. <laughs> like that's smart. Yeah. I like that. The crusty snow is getting him to where he was running on top and every oh, yeah. six step he'd fall down like to his elbow, you know, and going fast doing that. It's, it can, it can take it out of yeah. him. So he it's was getting choosy rather than hurting himself. Like you say, so hey, I'm sure he'll, I'll let him know. I'm let, I'll let him know. I'm sure he'll <laughs> You pat him on the head and yeah. tell him he's a good boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I posted on go wild, some hair trophies. And they were saying distance and I, it wouldn't let me put the distance of the race in. Cause I put method as dogs and I was like, distance. How, okay. Hmm. So the, the race was like almost two miles, but you can't put that in as distance. Cause they think it's firearm range. So I just had to put, don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. I have to do yes. that with all my, with all my coon trophies. Uh, you know, it's like asking distance. I'm like, well, I'm not really sure how high <laughs> up in the tree that raccoon really was. <laughs> so we I don't know. With Braden and Jacob and Brad and have them change that because I'm go. with you on some of that. You know, it should be race distance, not, you I know, agree. how far you shot it for us, for houndsmen. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going, we'll, we'll, we'll hit them up with that. They're really responsive with that. Oh yeah. Falconry. If you talk to them, get a falconry option. I've been, I've been wanting Ooh. to put my falconry stuff in there and, and, uh, there's no bird. You know, so well, I'm saying hounds. It's it's like a jackrabbit, and I got a falcon next to it, and it's like means of take hounds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, falcon hound. We'll pitch. That's all we can do. We can pitch it to them. I, I mean, them guys are pretty open. They'll. I'm sure they'll be glad to to switch it up. It's really They're fun like, though. I'm just kind of getting into it, and then it's. You know, you got to learn a new forum, and the buttons are different, and how you post stuff's different. But if you just do it. You know, get into it and get started with it. it. It's pretty cool. I like it. You know, it's it's definitely I, different from some of the other network platforms, but I'm I'm liking it. I'm starting to like it I'm a lot. I'm calling Bryce out. I'm calling you out, Bryce. Call me There's out. no way you listen to all these podcasts because all you put great episode, great episode, great episode. I so need to know content. I need to know what it was deal. about. Here's <laughs> the deal, Heath. So. In my day-to-day job, I spend eight to 10 hours a day in my truck on the road driving. I put like mm-hmm. 370-something miles on my truck today. So I've got Wait. a lot of free time to kill. And you got a new truck too, didn't you? Yeah, I got a new truck in January. It had uh, 15,000 miles on it. And as of today, it rolled over 39,000. And it's a Dodge? It is. It's a Ram 1500. First time I've I'm ever sorry. got away from the Chevy. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> No, I, I couldn't couldn't accept the deal. <laughs> but but here's the deal with the podcast is, you know, I'm not going to call myself out like Chad did and expose myself. But in certain circumstances, you don't have a lot of time to type something up 
So you just got, you can't leave it blank and say you listen to it. So mm-hmm. great episode. It auto-populates. I listen to it and I get my points that way, yeah. which I'll have you know, I just cashed in about a week ago and saved 30% on an all-American pressure canner for Nikki to start canning some vegetables. Yeah, so you can give her something to do. Poor girl. Uh, I seen you play on the garden. That was me. You play on the garden yesterday and today. Your definition of big really worries me. (laughs) That's what she said. That's what she said. It was the size of my kitchen table. And I'm like, Bryce. That ain't big. What are you doing? What are you going to put two tomato plants and a pepper in there? Like what? <laughs> that must have been an optical illusion via Snapchat. You really couldn't get the uh, whole whole scope of the of the range size range. It was on a there. vast panorama. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was much larger than I cared to push a tiller behind for two days. Tomatoes, as far as the eye could see. Yeah, he had three plants. <laughs> Hey, hey, he had to go swab the the gerbils out of that dodge he had. You know, those those gerbils, every every 200 miles, you got to swab the gerbils out. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, but thanks to Go Wild, like I said, did save 30% on a a new canner. So I got her a canner. I'm going this weekend to buy her a new gas stove. And I've got her garden ready for her to plant. So we are eating good this summer, boys. I'm just saying. Well... I will say with Go Wild, and I feel sorry for Nikki. I'm so sorry that Bryce is making you do all this. But <clears throat> I, every time I catch a fish or every time I, you know, am able to catch something, see something, I mean, I put my dog train. Chad, do you put your dog training on there? On like, what? On the, the Go Wild? Go Wild. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just getting started. I'm just, like I said, I'm just getting started to it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. I haven't, I haven't put any videos on there yet. Just pictures so far, some trophies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm like, every time I do something, I'm like, yes, I'm going to get some points. Yes, I'm going to get some points. So, like, I mean, everything I do goes on there. Like, everything I do. I'm, I'm the same way. So, he's since I know you're watching my Snapchats, because you saw how big of a garden I was telling <laughs> up. <a> small. <laughs> I'm sure you saw last night the coon that we treed. And if you listen real carefully, you can actually hear me in the background. I didn't think it would pick me up. But I was telling a guy that I was hunting with, I said, look, I'm recording this. I said, I got to get my points on Go Wild. Because he kept asking me why I kept pulling my pulling my uh, phone out every tree. So, Nate, do you get points for slicks? <laughs> no. No points for slick no. trees. We do not post those. Uh, we will be honest if asked about, but that is not information we just divulge. <laughs> I was going to comment on one of them. I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that to my buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, I'll be honest as they come. I'm just not going to give it out if I'm not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That would be like, you know, asking, asking why you didn't you catch that. Yeah, that'd be like asking why you didn't catch that fish the other day. Like, you Which caught one? Two, but you let you you said you caught two, but you let one get away. Why were we not three for three? And I didn't. He didn't get the hooks in him. He did not hook up. Like he come up and he jammed my bait, and then I seen him come up, and I'm like, crap. So he didn't hook up. And then what's well, that was Monday. I, I seen six fish. I caught two, missed one, and had three more follows. And could and a lot. Let me oh, let me tell you a story. Let me just tell you this story because it was such a great day. 
And at the same time, it was a complete and utter disaster. So caught my first fish in 30 minutes. I was there like stoked. It had a tag in it. So the DWR in Virginia, they tag muskies. And if you pull the tag and send it in, they pay you 20 bucks. So anyway, I got the fish up when I was pulling it out of the net. I was like, I seen the tag. I'm like, okay, I got a tag. I pulled it up, got a picture of it, put it back. I was so excited. I put it back down in the water and I had these by the tail and I realized I'm like, crap, I didn't get the tag. Well, about the time I reached to pull it, he, he gone, darted off. So it is what it is. And then I went and missed another one, that one. And I went up river a couple miles, moved one, and I fished that area, and I went back to see if I could could hook up on him and ended up catching the second fish, all right? So she's 46 inches. She's a nice fish. I get her in the net. Now, I'm by myself now, and if you try to hold a pole, get a net, get a muskie in a net, and do all that, you know, it's pretty hard. So... <laughs> I was fishing in some shallower water, so I had pulled my trolling motor up and left it where it wasn't um, running real deep. So when I ran to the back of the boat to net her and got her in the net, my boat raises up in the front, and you can, all you can hear is the thumping of the trolling motor. So I hook my net on the back of my boat. I run back to the front of my boat, let my trolling motor back down because I had I had I'd screwed it where it was it was setting higher. So I unscrewed it, let it down. I'm tightening it up and I turn around and look and my net is floating down the river. Floating <laughs> down the river with the fish in it. So <laughs> I hit my spot lock, let off it, I swing the boat around, go down the river, and the and the I don't know how, I don't know how it did not sink. I was able to grab the the net, get it back up in the boat. By then, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm an, a, an utter mess. Like, I am shaking. I'm cussing. I'm screaming. Like, I'm telling you. So I get the, get the, the fish out, take a picture, put it back in. And I literally, I literally had to sit down on the boat for 10 minutes to regain my composure. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, how did you take a picture with a 46 inch muskie by yourself so secret of the trade here you go so <laughs> i have a um i have a uh a holder that goes on my boat and so my phone sits in it so what i do is i just hit record turn the phone towards me and when i pick it up out of the water doop, and then right back in the water so literally the fish is not out of the water for more than 15 seconds and then i just screenshot it and it's a picture. So you have a glorified selfie stick on your John boat is what you're telling me. Well, it's my phone. It's my phone. So yeah, I just take a video of it. <clears throat> so yeah. Well, so now it gets, it's, gets even better. So I fish down the river. I go back to where I missed the, the fish that morning and I'm fishing that area. And I'd started up river a cup, maybe 150 yards and I'd fish down <laughs> And I get to that area, and boom, here he comes. But he's 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 running low under my bait, so he's not. I know that he's he's not ready to pounce on it. So I come in, I do my eight, and I see him just kind of. He goes over in some ledges and lays there. So I float down river. I turn my boat around and go back up river, um, 
and the very next cast, I go to whip my rod, and when I whip my rod, there goes my bait across the river. Now that's my not cheap. Map. Those are expensive, no. aren't they? Yes, yes. So Can you tell I, me those are like sixty bucks a lure or something like that. Some of them are that cheap. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I hit my trolling motor. I'm jetting across the river. The winds, the winds blowing, so it's got a little bit of ripple to the to the area that I was in. Search for it for an hour, cannot find it. I'm like, crap! It's just time to go home. Like I've done, dropped my net. I've lost a lure. I just need to call it a day. So the next morning, me and my buddy go go back, and we fish that same area, and he catches a small fish, pretty much right off the bat, and um, we go up river, and I catch another one. He had to be back at the boat ramp by 11. So I took him back to the boat ramp by 11. And I'm like, I'm going to go back and look for that lure. It's 12 o'clock. I've got my, my my glasses on. I can see in the water really good. So I go back up and I start doing a grid pattern, searching for, for that bait. And I searched about 30 minutes. And I said, I'm going to make one more pass. So I go back up the river and I, I started searching to the right a little bit more this time. And sure enough, bam, there it is. So... I'm trying to get my boat switched around. I lost it again. Long story short, an hour and 15 minutes into that excursion, I got my bait out of the water. Like, yes. yay, the win-win. <laughs> so I was yes. like, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> now, does that one fish count as two catches because you actually caught it? And then lost it in the net, and then <laughs> caught the net again. You know, is that well? It should. Ooh. I should post it twice. <laughs> twice. That's the Yes. <laughs> I mean, and you know something real quick. And I know we were talking about dogs, but um, you know when you get a muskie that's over forty-five inches, you're getting into a fifteen to twenty-year-old fish. Oh, that's cool. Like people, yeah, people don't realize that. But it's an older that. fish. Yeah, you need to come down this summer, Bryce, and we need to hit it for a couple of days. Well, I know we've talked about it for four years now, how I need to come down and go fishing and not just come bear hunting. And I just haven't done it yet. Yep. Well, while she's planting them maters and three plants, get on down here. Yeah, I'll, I'll sneak <laughs> away for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Have any of you guys ever been fly fishing? Nope. Yes. I can't get Where? the bear to go after the fly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go, Heath? I'm right here. <laughs> You're fly fishing in your living room? <laughs> oh, no. Um, we, you could, we fly, like, we have a lot of trout streams. Like, from my house, I mean, let me see. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight trout streams within 30 minute drive of my house. Wow. So, let me ask you do you know what the San Juan shuffle is? Uh, no, is it's it a, a sandwich? It's a <laughs> it's a famous <laughs> uh, a famous trout river here in New Mexico, and I guess apparently they like pioneered a thing where you like shuffle up the bottom with your feet, and it like stirs up all the benthic macropods on the on the surface oh. or on the yeah, and then it causes the trout to swarm around your feet mm -hmm. in a feeding frenzy, and you can like catch them. Apparently, it's illegal now, but uh, I've been I've, I've only I've caught less than ten fish in my entire life, and six of them were in Canada last year. But I did go fly fishing once. I, believe it or not, I got my degree in fish biology, 
And uh, I worked on a fish crew for a long time. And I went fly fishing with this one guy who was a total fly fishing addict. And I, th- we were in a totally naive stream and the fish had never been really fly fished at all. So they, I mean, a child could have caught him, which was good because I didn't know what I was doing. I threw my fly in the water and then he was like, all right, now like whip it back and forth. So I start whipping it back and forth. Little do I know, I actually caught a fish that was like three inches long. And I was just like whipping him along in the air. And then he like sat on the water and just like splat. And then like swam down the water. It's like, oh, I caught one. I like reeled him in. So the first fish I ever caught on the fly, I didn't know he was there. And I whipped him around a little bit, but he was all right. He was a brown trout. They're tough. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Seth, you said you've caught less than 10 fish in your life. Is that fly fishing or 10 total fish? In the existence of Seth Hall. Ten, ten total fish in the existence of Seth Hall. Yep. He lives in a desert, Bryce. <laughs> I, that's, I know. In it's it's hard for me to fathom. Yeah, so I, we have I, a huge I, lake, but I caught one catfish in it one time uh, that I can remember. Yeah, bait fishing. And it was more just drinking than fishing, which is most fishing around here. But then I caught a bunch of fish. I actually caught like a 30-inch lake trout in Canada. That was really rad. I have a picture mm. of him. And then was it a rainbow? Of rainbows. What's up? Rainbow. Yeah, I caught a rainbow. And then mm-hmm. no, the lake trout is like that's what they're called, like a lake trout. Lake trout. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a big trout. <laughs> but they're that's, good. That's too. just so Holy hard, crap. hard for me to fathom. Cause like literally right, right outside that window right there, my computer won't pick it up. But that's the the Wabash River. I mean, I literally live on a river in my front yard. So it's just there's crazy a couple extinct about. rivers I live next to. <laughs> so unless it's rain season. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's it. And then the Rio Grande, but it's just an irrigation ditch. The fishing is horrible. So I don't go down there. Nah. But uh, northern New Mexico has amazing fly fishing. Like it's literally world class. I believe there's a movie called A River Runs Through It and yep. it was filmed there. Like, yeah. So, yeah, didn't it come out of the Grand Canyon? Well, yeah, that's a little north of us, obviously, in, in Arizona. But yeah. there were some other places I thought were filmed somewhere like near the San Juan or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the fly fishing up there is just incredible. It's super diverse state. But, man, we're a hunting destination in my world. Like southern New Mexico is a total hunting destination. You can be hunting oryx in the desert, drive 25 minutes, and be hunting elk at 7,000 feet altitude. So it's uh, it's pretty rad for hunting, but I'm not a fisherman at all. I need to go fishing for real. When I was in East Texas, a friend of ours – Shout out to Yimmy. He invited me to go sea trout fishing off Texas. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. So, so Seth, like if you're not around fishing, do you, like, I have a dream hunt that I want to go on. Do you have a dream fishing trip that you want to go on? Dude? Yes, I do. I love smoked salmon. So I would love to go out and either snag salmon or catch salmon on a rod and reel by the milliton megaton and and just just devour smoked salmon with my wife until i'm as fat as one of those bears that goes into hibernation you know what i mean that would be so where would you do that where would you snag a milliton of salmon um well when we were in canada they said that the salmon run through the babine lake and those guys are pretty cool lloyd and all them so probably there but also maybe somewhere in alaska I've always wanted to go to Alaska. I, I was I really enjoyed the 20 hour day. That was super rad to just experience that. And if you go farther north, it's permanent sunlight in the summertime, which would be really trippy to experience. I'd like to see that. So um 
Yeah, probably some kind of salmon fishing or this is going to sound weird, but like somewhere deep in the Amazon where we're like wearing loincloths and we're like running through the jungle barefoot and spearing fish. That would be badass. All right, Jeremy Wade. (laughs) You watched that River Monsters? I have, yeah. I'm less pretentious though. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to run around the Amazon in a loincloth. (laughs) So mosquitoes will eat you alive in your life i forget about mosquitoes because i live in a place that doesn't have them so i always forget that mosquitoes are a thing and then Mm -hmm. i go other places and i'm a sad panda (laughs) but yeah anyway what about you guys where's your dream fishing trip we're we're on fishing we're going for it we'll start with game catcher where's your dream fishing trip bro uh i want to go to alaska i want to go to the kenan river um my brother went last year, him and a group of friends went out and they just went everywhere. It was like a five day and they, they went, um, they fished the, you know, the ocean, they fished the river, they got salmon, they had trout, they had everything, flounder, um, cod or whatever. Um, so I, that's what I want to do. But when I was in Yellowstone last year, I fished the Firehole River for trout and I would like to, I, I would love to go back and do a three day fishing trip again in the Yellowstone and then maybe do a float trip somewhere in Wyoming. Um, I saw some people doing that. That would be, that would be good for me too. Like, yeah, any, I don't know. I'll fish anywhere, but Alaska and that area would be cool. What about you, Bryce? Man, I don't know. I was quiet because I've never thought about that. I am not an avid fisherman. Uh, the summertime, I do caught like fish. fish. <laughs> I have. Now, but I like to catfish. I enjoy uh, running them on bank poles. Uh, I don't know. So we, we just take the take the boat out and we've got poles. We stick into the bank, put a live bluegill on it uh, and put it right just under the surface of the water. And it starts splashing around. And the flatheads will come up for, uh, you know, easy, easy prey and catch them that way. So you run down, set all your poles and then you just float down the river. Have a good time. You know, talk to your buddies and then you run back and you check them. I don't have the patience to sit still, which is why I'm not good at fishing. Uh, and it's why I run Dang. dogs instead of other <laughs> types of hunting, because I've got to be moving. So, the you know, running bank poles on the river, you're constantly moving. You're never sitting still. That's what I like to do. But I don't I don't know. I've never thought about where my ideal destination fishing trip would be. Well, didn't you just post something about going to Florida and fishing? No, no, no. That was yes, the yes, works yes. of my wonderful girlfriend who told me yesterday when she got home from work, we're going on vacation and going fishing. So you're going on the ocean fishing. Hey, you know what? I've just come to accept it. Yep. Happy (laughs) wife, happy life. We know. Do it, Bryce. You're making her plant a garden. Yeah, not making her plant a garden. This is her dreams and aspirations. There's there's two things around here that are hers. (laughs) Chickens and gardens. Those are her deals, not mine. I just help her. With the size of that garden, you could have built a like a four by four garden box and been just as well off. <laughs> In fact, you, you if you did two of them, she'd be getting double her money's worth. <laughs> when I garden, I'll all what, I do is spend all my time and money to just fence out all the animals trying to eat my garden because it's the only green thing for five hundred miles. <laughs> And so it's just always never fun. Plus, I live in Dune Sand. So, Bryce, I don't care how big your garden is. I'm envious, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably 20 foot wide by, I'm going to say, 50 foot long. 
if I had to guess. Now, I haven't got a tape measure out and made that specific, but it hey, is a substantial size app. Take your Onyx yes. app and map it. Oh, draw like a perimeter boundary around it. There you That's go. Wrong. That's right. And it'll tell you that it's four by four. It'll fit three tomato plants and a pepper plant. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it too much, man. I've, I've, somebody's told me before, it's not the size of your garden. It's how you use it. Right. So <laughs> you tell him to tell him to hush, man. That's right. That's right. Hey, she gets pleasure out of my garden. So I'm going to let it go. That's all that matters. Per, per, personally, yeah, I just planted a 160 acres of crop, but you know, I'm not, not going to, you know, but size doesn't matter. It's all right. You know, <laughs> Don't worry, it's infested with gaping prairie dog holes anyway, Chad. <laughs> He's not lying. They, I, they, they're winning. They enjoy more of it than I do, that's for sure. That's what I imagine your dream fishing trip is, Chad, just sitting over a prairie dog with a rod and reel prairie dog hole. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, but I actually thought about this one. I would, you know, and I picked on Tyler's dogs earlier, but he's got some cool terriers, man. I'd take him or maybe Troy Laramore's yags, but some, some yag terriers, a pack of yags, two or three of them. And go up to one of them, I don't know much about river fish, I'll be honest. You know, like I grew up in South Florida, so I, you know, my dad was big into fishing. So I've caught, you know, kingfish and mahi, mahi, dolphin, stuff like that. But I uh, kind of got spoiled at that on a young age. That was something he did. And I like I liked the dogs a little bit more, you know. But uh, uh, but your river fish, I don't know much about. But I've seen this, and I don't even know if this is the legal means to take. So forgive me, this is my fishing fantasy here. But I would like to go to one of them where they're at the end of their spawn or whatever, where they're, they're kind of in those like big puddles where they really can't get away and just turn loose of a pack of little Yag Terriers until they ran one of them rascals down and caught them in like chest deep water. I think that'd be freaking hilarious. I would, I would, I'd be in tears. I, I can imagine call I'd me. be laughing so hard. I know we can make this happen. I'm not even exaggerating with carp. Is that real? 100%. I'm dead serious. We could do this with carp. Fantastic. You can come up here and go to Indiana. We can do the carp thing too, man. I mean, there's just pools of when the river floods, they get stranded out in the middle of the field and it's just, mm -hmm. it's a free for all. Like that's where we take people to learn how to bow shoot because yeah. they can't go anywhere. Bryce, like a, like Bryce. It, is, it is a legal method of take. It is legal. What, with oh, a bow man. or just, with a dog? Well, with the bow, but I'm saying having the fish trapped in their little area. So I don't know. I've never tried the dog. Bryce, do you know where Bass, yes. Indiana is? I don't, but I can find out really quick. There's the great American carp round up there where all the like carp are like jumping out of the water or is it Bath, Illinois? Oh, it's Illinois, not Indiana. It's Illinois. My bad. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, ba Bath, Illinois is where the carp jump out of the water and they have this like great redneck carp roundup where everyone's like the only rules are you can't use, um, you can't use rod and reels and you have to wear a crazy costume. So I want it. We should hounds XP. We should go to that. That would be our dream fit. That's my dream fishing trip right there. I'm going to, I'm, yep, you, I, I'm revising. You, you don't even have to go to Bath. I, I've got a video. I'll, I'll try and dig it up here after this. You just come right up here with us. We've got the Asian carp that are so crazy. Some in some parts of the river, we literally take like, you know, the seat cushions of the boat that you are also flotation devices and put them like a shield. That way, whenever the flying cart or the cart jump in the boat, you can like knock them off and not get knocked in the head. Because, <laughs> like, 
I've got a video and I'm, I'm at the front of the boat and I'm recording towards the back of the boat where my buddy's driving and his dad's got his shield and there's just Asian cart just jumping by the hundreds everywhere. Oh, it's I want intense. to experience it. Yep. You don't. They are slimy. They're disgusting. They absolutely destroy your boat and you can't get the smell off of you no matter how much you take a bath afterwards. It's terrible. Bryce, are we going to eat one? Uh, I'm not, I'm not into the Asian carp, but the Buffalo carp, they say the ribs on them are really good. There's actually a market for it around here. Now they're Buffalo ribs. Oh, Buffalo ribs. That's pretty good because Houndsman XP, look, Chad is a, Chad is one of the most adventurous outgoing eaters I've ever met. He'll eat anything. (laughs) And so he's all, what? He's lying. I promise. (laughs) Negative, negative. I know he is because he eats boar hogs. So he's clearly an adventurous eater. (laughs) He did say that on a podcast. That is true. Hey, I've got a picture here. Like what about like catfish noodling? I think somebody mentioned that earlier. We talked about it, but, but, Chad in prairie dog holes, like going down there, sticking his arm, trying to grab the prairie dogs in the middle of the field. We got it. We got a story about that. Uh, we we shoot a lot of them because they are nuisance animals out by me. You know, check your states, make sure it's legal. But out here, we can wear them out. You know, uh, we get hundreds and hundreds every year, and uh, uh, we always try and you know count to see who gets the most. And uh, one of my buddies, Yubi would would always fish down there di- run up there dive and throw his hand down there trying to make sure it doesn't get away so he can keep his numbers up you know and uh oh, one cool. split him open man them little rascals have teeth let me tell you uh they they can they can bite we've all joked about uh him turning into like a a wear prairie dog or something down down <laughs> afterwards uh, but something else to think about is them, them rascals carry the plague you know like um like literally thinning them out is probably not a bad thing at all that's one of their biggest population controls is when their towns get into a critical density they bubonic plague like sweeps through their community and destroys them all so that's not something you want to have around (laughs) like literal bubonic plague black death bubonic plague no joke that's what they get and it's transferable to humans (laughs) definitely is transferable to humans (laughs) so yeah we stick to not those (laughs) <laughs> noodling the plague that would also be a, a an episode title <laughs> well what i've always wondered is you've seen i don't know if you guys have seen them they actually have these like vacuum trucks these massive vacuum trucks like the size of like a cement mixer or something you know i've seen and, them uh, they'll put a, a giant vacuum hose on the holes to suck them out you know and it's it's a it's hilarious you'll hear it. it'll turn on and all of a sudden <laughs> the little prairie dogs go flying down the hose, you know, and they'll catch a lot of them, like a lot. It's very and effective. Yeah. What I've always wondered is, can you like, after you get them all out, go somewhere else? Can you like flip it on reverse? You know, can you, <laughs> shoot them out. Can you fire these little rascals back out of the hose at when you're done? Or you like, yes, you just have to, like, it's at your out. local trap club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like skeet shooting, shooting, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you, so I've seen those vacuum trucks. I've never seen them in action, but I've seen them afterwards. And yeah, the back of the, the, like the tank that has all where all the human waste would be, is converted. And that's where the prairie dogs are. They're like in it. And they, apparently they chill out in there cause they just think it's like a big burrow. So you can just have them in there and then they just take them to a new spot and open the back and just dump them out basically. And then they just run off. So that's yeah. not half Why are we shooting them back out, man. No, not at all. <laughs> Like they're like little prairie dog missiles, like little like darts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they jump, when they jump, 
when they dump fish into remote mountain lakes and streams, they literally just airdrop them. They just fly over yeah. the mountain, open the tank, and they just pour out into the mountain. They the fish just fall. But the prairie dogs, if you were gonna ask Bryce why they relocate them, is because believe it or not, in some places they're trying to reestablish them to be an ecosystem engineer, basically, because they do perform pretty vital um service to the ecosystem in a lot of um environments. So in parts okay. of New Mexico where they were extirpated from climate change, um poor grazing practices and overhunting. They're like trying to reestablish their populations in certain areas to kind of maintain the grassland and they they help um push back shrub invasion. So they they can be pretty helpful. And not on Chad's place, they're not, but some places around us, they definitely are. <laughs> He's like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Nope. So yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. And dream fishing, yes. I'm gonna completely take back. I was trying to be, what would be a dream fishing? experience for me and my wife but in reality i take that back entirely the the carp fishing with a jumping carp i want to hit them with like a samurai sword and then ah. also how could i forget noodling i really want to go noodling and i'm still going to say the amazon thing that's true but i want to go noodling too so if we got any oklahoma listeners out there i want to go oaky noodling the real deal and yeah i want to give that a shot that'd be awesome so yeah I'm not, I'm not sticking my hand in a hole in the river I was not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, it's a little crazy, but it does sound like my cup of tea. So I'm I'm about it. And we'll watch Chad uh, Chad stick his arm down a prairie dog hole. <laughs> no, no, not me. I've seen what happens. Nope. <laughs> nope. You weren't the guinea pig, were you? <laughs> no, I had to stitch his finger back together. You know, it was it, it, that little prairie dog opened him up. His whole index finger was like wide open down to the first knuckle. You know, Mm-mm. Chad goes noodling for badgers. That's what he now, goes noodling for. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a scar from the first knuckle all the way to the second knuckle from that. <clears throat> Oh, Haggis was trying to pull one. And I was trying to help him out, and it got a hold of me. Well, you guys, I think we're closing in on an hour, so uh, I, I got no final thoughts. I covered everything I wanted to and more. I uh, My face is hurting from laughing so much. I, uh, I My internet cut out, but the last thing I heard was Chad making fun of his Dodge having all the gerbils in the engine, and uh, that was a good thing to, for me, my internet to cut out on. But we'll start. We'll, we'll work our way uh We'll work our way clockwise. Uh, game catcher, you got any final thoughts, brother? No. Um, I'm going to – let's see what this – I'm off this week. So my plans are to canine train Monday. I'm going to go to North Carolina and chase some bears Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, I'm going to be back on the river chasing the muskie. Hopefully I can at least – I'd like to hook – I'd like to boat another one, honestly. But I won't get my hopes up. And that's about – what my next couple of days look like doing a little outdoors adventure. It's the only way to live life. That's everybody tells me that I'm obsessed and I'm like, no, it's just a way of life. Absolutely. Like if I can't be outside then I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going. You're, you're passionate. <laughs> he tell them the hush. That's Passion. what I tell them all the time. They're like, I never seen somebody spend so much time in the, in the woods as you, I don't, you know, I'm in the summertime, I'm on the river and, you know, they, you know, Bryce made a comment there that kind of resonates with me when I was younger. You know, there was a time in my, my life that if it didn't have a dog involved in it, I did not do it. Like my whole world revolved around a dog. And I think where I have 
learn like the canine, the, the law enforcement training that I've had and the stuff like that. I've learned to maintain my dogs. And of course, now I don't have season here. I mean, we got, I got August, September and December to hunt. That's it. Um, so I do a little track. Like I said, I'm going down to North Carolina next week. You know, spend a couple of days down there, just kind of knock the rust off the dogs, get them out, get them some exercise, you know, hopefully I can make another trip before the end of May. And then July, I'll try to make a trip up North and then ours comes in in August. But I've, I've learned to balance um, my dogs and I keep them busy enough, like, you know, around the house. Like, yeah, I'm not putting them on game because I can't, but I keep them busy enough doing the, the mundane work, you know, Chad, that a lot of people don't want to do, you know, the, the loading and the leading and the recalling and, mm-hmm. you know, just hands on, just building that relationship with them, like just putting hands on and spending time with them. And I've said it in my podcast numerous times, like 15, 20 minutes a day goes a long way. And, and that's, that's somebody, a lot, right? You know? Well, so somebody posted this and it may have been one of you guys, but they said, if you spent 18 minutes a day, doing something 18 minutes a day doing something every day that you will be better than 95% of the people at what you're doing. If that make, if that am I making sense when I'm saying that? Oh, yeah, you make sense, buddy. That's good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it says if you, you know, if I spend 18 minutes a day fooling with my dogs and I do it every day, I will be better than 90, 90 to 95% of the people. Um, so I'm, I, I try to balance my stuff out. I spend time with my dogs you know, I'm not out hunting them because I can't, but I'm doing the stuff that, that we should, the maintenance work we should be doing in the off season. So that's a wrap for me, Seth. Buddy, to, ju- to jump in on what you were saying there, Heath, I, I think I came across the wrong way. That's not, that's not a lot, a lot. I mean, that's, that, that doesn't take up a lot. I mean, you know, five minutes to 15 mm-hmm. minutes or 18 minutes. I mean, that's, that's, that's very manageable, you know, and just, yes. just like you're saying, I, man, I can't agree with you more. You know, Grand Canyon wasn't a whole lot of water in a little bit of time. It was a, it was a little bit of water over a long amount of time and it, it dug the Grand Canyon, you know, and if you just spend five to like you say, 15 minutes with your dogs a day or at least every other day, man, you could, you could teach them all kinds of stuff. It, it, everybody thinks you got to do like an hour's worth of obedience or something like that. You don't want to do it. The dog doesn't want, nobody wants to do that, you know, but just like you're saying, just take them out a little yep. bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I can't agree with you more. I didn't want to steal your thunder there, but you started saying it. I was jumping up and down over here, you know. So I just literally, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> it, it works wonders, don't it, Chad? It does, but it it does. So I I, I say that all the time, and to hear you say it, like, yes, this man's got it. Go on. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll calm down now. Go ahead. Somebody else talk. <laughs> Rice, what you got, brother? What you got? Closing in on nine o'clock here, which means it's getting dark. So that means I'm getting ready to go hit the timber. Uh, there you go, got brother. The Indi- got, got the Indiana State Youth Hunt going on this weekend. So mm. uh, my boy's going to be hunting in that. It's a school night, so I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's going to go with me tonight or not. But yeah, I'm go out there anyways and keep his dog tuned up and try and give him the best chance we can to win this Indiana State Youth Hunt Saturday. Nice. That's, that's about all we got going on over here. So gardens, chickens. And coon dogs. That's what's happening in Indiana. It's oh, a good life. Cows. Sounds like a good life. Cows. The longhorns. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. CCG. Close us out, Chad. <laughs> CCG. There you oh, go. 
Me, I'm just uh, spring bears finally start, you know, getting going out here, and I'm gonna try and chase them around a little bit. Um, they should be getting out of their dens, um, um, and uh, and then getting getting the rest of the seed in the ground. So chasing bears and putting seeds in the dirt. That's that's about go. it for me. How, how many seeds are you planting? Like a six by six, a ten by ten? He said hundred sixty. He's on the back forty, yeah. Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> I'll round it off to an even 200 um, before I'm done. But right, 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 right now, I, I I couldn't count the seeds. I don't know, bud. <laughs> Couple million. <laughs> I think I got two and a half tons to go still. You know, so somewhere right around there. What one seed? Two seeds. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Economical. <laughs> well. Yeah, I just wanted to make a quick shout out. Thank you to our patrons. You guys rock. We've been getting awesome engagement there. We just put out a poll and we're going to put out another one. Uh, so thank you guys for your voice. And if you're not a patron, go check us out. You guys, there's all kinds of sweet bonus content and there's going to be even more coming down the pipeline. So that's all I got, fellas. My life is the same old, same old wrapping up hair coursing season. It's getting hot here. It's almost 90. So we're going to keep it simple. But you guys... uh if that's everything, you follow your hounds and I'll follow mine. Thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Later, boys. See ya.